Hey there, this is Alana Terry and welcome to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today I want to talk about some bad reasons to write a book as well as some bad reasons to not write a book. So especially for people who are trying to decide between different projects or not really sure where you're going to go, maybe you're thinking of branching out or starting a new pen name, here are some of the wrong ways of thinking about making those types of decisions. Again, this is my personal opinion. I'm sure some people do great by following um, the advice and their wrong questions are going to be the right ones. But for me, this is how I kind of like to think through it because we have this kind of dichotomy between our creative selves and our marketing selves. And it's okay to pay equal attention to both. And it's also okay to figure out where you lie on the spectrum. I know some authors who are totally happy writing whatever's hot in the market and whatever they feel is going to make them the most money. It's fun for them. It's exciting. They feel creatively fulfilled. I know other authors who would much rather follow their own creative pursuits than chase after what they think is going to earn the most money. I also know a lot of successful authors who try to combine both. And this is where I try to lay. I want to figure out the intersection between where my creativity is drawing me to write and what I believe sells well. So here are some of the ways to look at that. And we're going to sort of frame it in terms of the wrong reasons to publish a book and then the wrong reasons to not publish a book. So bad reasons to publish a book is if you're feeling really, really, really stressed and hurried. And the idea is that this fad is so hot that if I don't publish this book today, I'm going to miss out. So every so often I'll be sitting in the movie theater and I'll see a preview for a movie. And I'm like, this movie is going to be big. That means in three months, everybody's going to be interested in insert whatever it is here, right? So maybe as an, as an example, maybe it's a, a historical fiction about a somewhat obscure period in history, but I know that this movie's coming out and there are two TV shows that are really hot that revolve around that same period of history. And I might think to myself, I need to jump on this bandwagon before this fad disappears. In general, for an author who wants to have a sustainable career, the fad isn't going to last long enough. Unless you can write that book in a week or two, the fad probably isn't going to last long enough for you to get your book out there. Now, again, I know some of you are really, really fast and love finding exactly what's hot before it comes out. So I'm not talking to you. Keep doing what you're doing. But in general, a lot of authors feel like, oh, I should be... Uh, chasing this newest fad. I should have the foresight to do this. Like my example is I always think of great Christmas book ideas in December, but I'm not going to write them in December, but I'm also like not thinking about them in April when it probably makes sense to start writing if I were going to do that. So don't ever feel like you must get a book out right now or the fad's going to disappear because unless you're one of these super, super fast authors, and if so, God bless you and keep doing what you're doing. Otherwise, you're going to stress yourself out. And by the time your book is ready, that fad is 50% or more likely to already have passed you by. Similarly, there can be a real sense of urgency and rush in terms of I must write this book now or somebody's going to take my idea. And what's wonderful news, and I think that more experienced authors, veteran authors, stop worrying about this quite as much, 
because there are great books that can share similar feels. There are great books that have similar tropes. There are great books that have similar storylines. There are great books that have similar settings, right? I read two books by two different, very, very well-known women's fiction authors, and they were both about the St. Petersburg siege during World War II, and they had really, really similar storylines, but they were very, very different. And I went and looked and they were both published like around the same year because I read one and then I read the other. I'm like, this must have been a knockoff, but they were published right around the same time. Ideas come to different people and sometimes those ideas are quite a bit similar and that is okay. Nobody can write like you can. And so we don't need this sense of real hurry and rush that says, I need to get this book out before anybody else does it. Or even worse, you publish a book and then you're like, oh no, somebody stole my idea. No, ideas come to, to lots of people. Another bad reason to publish a book is just this idea of, well, I guess I could write this, so I probably should. I felt this a lot about homeschool books because especially when lockdown started, there was a huge need for resources for homeschool families. And I've been homeschooling now for, uh, I guess, 11 years coming this school year and, and more if you count preschool and stuff. Could I write a lot of books about homeschooling? I sure could. Did it excite me? No, it, it didn't at all. It felt more like I have to. And for me and my creativity, I don't like to produce out of a sense of have to, or even like a sense of shame, like, oh, I'm so ashamed because I know I should be writing this book. I know a lot of uh, novelists might feel that way. I'm ashamed because I'm not writing as fast as some other people in my genre. I don't feel as though it does us or our readers or even our genres any good to just be producing books out of shame. And so for me, this idea of, well, I could write this book, so I guess I have to, would fall under that camp of bad reasons to publish a book. Now I wanna switch gears and talk about bad reasons to not publish a book. So sometimes we have ideas in our head that maybe we get excited about and then we talk ourselves out of it. So bad reasons to not publish your book could be it's going to make people uncomfortable, right? Maybe it'll make people in your family uncomfortable if they knew what you were writing about. Maybe it would make your existing readers uncomfortable. Maybe it would make you uncomfortable. Now, the one caveat there is I do feel like we need to know ourselves. If there are certain issues that you just know might be too dark or something like that, don't don't write about them, right? It's okay to refuse to write about a certain thing because it would not be good for your mental health. But there are other times where we might be feeling like we're being kind of called out of our creative comfort zone, but we have kind of paved such a rut that we're in. Our readers want books just like this. We're used to writing books just like this. And it could be anything. It could be switching from novels to novellas or novellas to novels. It could be going from first person to third person or third person to first person or for nonfiction. It could go from being more academic to maybe even more memoir-like in what you write or the other way around. None of us are meant to write the exact same style for decades and decades and decades, right? Like it's easier to see this when you see the progression of a painter's work, right? Like if you line up Picasso's work chronologically, there's virtually no similarities that are easily discernible between his first few paintings and his last few paintings. 
because he allowed himself to push those creative boundaries. And I feel that as artists ourselves, it is important that we do that. So if you're on book number 40 and it reads really, really, really close to book number three, first of all, if that's the case and you love doing it that way and your readers love doing it that way, then keep it up. But if you're on book 40 and you know your readers really, really want it to be just like all those other books, but you're feeling drawn to stretch yourself, then go ahead and stretch yourself and find where your readers will follow you. I'm not saying that you need to go completely 180 degrees difference, right? So then an example might be, let's say you write romance with happily ever afters, but you really want to do some women's lit where there might not be such a perfect resolution. So you have a couple choices. You can ask yourself, okay, will my readers follow me? And maybe if the genres are close enough, they will, right? The other question though is, will my readers be really, really disappointed and will this hurt my brand? And if that's the case, then I recommend either writing under a pen name or finding a way to bring what you want to write into what your readers also want from you. So in the case of the women's fiction, maybe your desire doesn't have to have, I need it to have a sad ending. I just want it to have a deeper POV and to deal with deeper issues. Well, you can write a romance that reads that way, right? So there are basically three options. If you're feeling like you are in need of a creative um, diversion, or if you need to grow creative, creatively and you're worried that your readers might not follow you. So option one is to write under a pen name. Option two is to write what you want to write and just see if your readers will follow you and be okay realizing you might disappoint some of your readers. They might not love it. The third option would be to see if you can take the aspects of what you really want to write and graft it into what your readers have expected from you. So maybe you write... Um, Maybe you write parenting books and you really want to write about physical fitness or something like that. So then you can, you can ask yourself, okay, do I just write something totally different and expect my readers to follow me? Now, especially with certain fiction genres, that is a risk, right? The closer the two genres are, the easier time you'll have, you know, like going from for example, urban fantasy to um, cozy mystery or urban fantasy to paranormal, most of your readers are going to follow you there. Um, for some cases, going from historical romance to contemporary romance, a decent number of your readers will follow you there. Going from chiclet to horror, that's probably too big of a, of a difference. And so then you need to ask yourself, okay, what is it that you love about this type of writing? Can you do that in what you have already been known to write? And if so, kind of work that into what your readers already expect. And if not, consider a different pen name. Also consider just writing something for the sake of writing it, just to kind of scratch your itch, because maybe you're a little bored with your genre, but you don't need an entirely new pen name. You just need like one day a week where you can spend an hour or two writing a short story that's something different. It doesn't have to get published. You can maybe throw it up on Kindle Bella or something like that if you want. 
we can sometimes dive into a creative project just because it sounds fun. It doesn't always have to mean that, okay, now I've got to do all the things and get the covers and get the website and get the book editor and things like that. Sometimes it's okay to write something just because we want to write it. And then you can decide after that, oh, you know, that scratched my itch or, oh, I started writing this, but now I see how I can make it into something that my readers actually will like, my existing readers. Or maybe you just say to yourself, oh, well, I wrote it and it really wasn't as fun as I thought it was, so now I'm going to go back. But you at least don't feel trapped. I feel like our creativity can get really, really stifled when we feel really, really stuck and trapped. And that's what can happen for authors, especially if you have dozens and dozens of books and a large following. You can feel worried that your readers will not follow you there. Another bad reason to avoid writing a book, and, and this will be a little bit ironic because we just talked about it in the first section about bad reasons to publish a book. Now we're talking about it as a bad reason to not publish a book. A bad reason to not publish a book is because you feel like a fad is dying. Okay, so basically what I'm encouraging you to do in general is write what sounds good and exciting and worry a tiny, tiny bit less about the fad of it. Now, I do encourage us to be aware of what's going on in the market, but if your heart is set on writing in XYZ genre, but you kind of can tell the XYZ genre is sort of on the declining slope, but you still really, really, really love it, then I would say go ahead and do it. And again, ask yourself those other questions. How can I fit this into something that my existing readers might like anyway? Um, so again, I feel like as professional authors, our job and our challenge is to allow our creative selves and our marketing selves to bring out the best in each other and to find those areas where what we really love to write and feel drawn to write is also what can make us money. And it can be a synergistic relationship because the more money you make from a genre, a lot of times, the more fun it is for you to write because you're getting more readers, you're getting more feedback. It's pretty hard to write in a vacuum, right? Like I've got a women's fiction series that I adored writing and I'm very, very, very proud of them. I feel like they're really a quality example of like how I can write prose and how I can write characters, but they do not sell. <laughs> okay. So sometimes like it's okay to um, to think about both sides of things and to kind of follow the energy, follow the creative energy, but also follow the marketing energy. I don't write in that series anymore because it stopped being fun when nobody read these books that I was really proud of. So there are ways to honor both your creative self as well as your marketing self. So I really encourage you to follow that energy and to do your best to allow both hats you wear, your artistic self and your business self to bring out the best in each other. So I hope that was helpful and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode has been sponsored by BetterHelp that provides secure online counseling with a licensed professional therapist. I'm a really private person, so I was nervous to start counseling, but I'm really thankful for how easy they made the process. When you sign up, you fill out this form, and then they use your answers to match you with just the right therapist. It's easy to set up your appointments, and you can chat with your therapist via messages or phone or video, and you can also switch therapists anytime. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they also have financial aid packages, so don't let the cost be the reason not to pursue talking to somebody. 
The writing life can be hard and sometimes lonely, and we're really not meant to go and do it alone. I'm really thankful for my therapist and for all the insights that have been coming up in my appointments. Like I said, I was pretty scared at the beginning because I didn't know what to expect, but now my biggest regret is honestly not doing it sooner. BetterHelp is giving successful writer listeners 10% off your first month of counseling. Just go to betterhelp.com Alana to start your therapeutic journey today.